When you ask people what edge compute is, you get a range of answers. Cloud compute and DevOps with devices and sensors, with semiconductors outside the data center, including connectivity, AI, and a security strategy. It's a stew of technologies that's powering our vehicles, our buildings, our factories, and more. It's also filled with fascinating people that are passionate about their tech, their story, and their world. I'm your host, Pete Bernard, and the Edge Celsius Show makes sense of what edge compute is, who's doing it, and how it can transform your business and you. You are are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1%, so you can amplify your life and your business. Welcome to Making Bank. I am Josh Felber, where we uncover the mindset and the success strategies of the top 1%, so you can amplify your life and your business today. Super excited for today's guest. He's the founder of the Adaptable Mindset Program. He and his team empower people to develop their own adaptable mindset, to develop mental flexibility, and to learn how to create mental space to find new possibilities. Robert has over a decade of experience in innovation and digital transformation with clients like Vodafone, Liberty Global, eBay, Heineken, and a variety of other startups and innovative schools. He's also a frequent speaker at institutes like MIT, SXSW, and the European Commission. Robert speaks about ways to use tech to work smarter and to add value to the world. It's his goal to empower people to live a full life, a life full of possibilities. So I'm excited to welcome Robert Overveck to Making Bank. <laughs> I don't know if I got this. Yeah, yeah. Almost, <laughs> almost. It's Robert Overveck. Close. But, uh, you, you got close. Yeah, yeah. Well, awesome, man. Well, excited to have you on the show. Tell us a little bit about how you got started, and then we'll kind of dive into what your what the adaptable mindset is after that. Yeah, sure, man. So, like you said, I've been running around in corporate innovation and startup innovation for over a decade now, and there's always this need for change, uh, right? This need for or this desire actually for for innovation, for experimentation, for new things. But you know, the the, the longer I worked in there, the more I, I started to see that. Instead of openness, I, I got a lot of no, a lot of doubt, a lot of uncertainty. Mm. And all of these things stood in the way and of a happy, fruitful life, but also stood in the way of, of, of innovation and of change and of flourishing in that sense. So more and more I got the idea, you know, you can desire a push for innovation or new technology, but you do need to have the proper foundation. You do need to have the openness of mind. You do need to be able to deal with the uncertainty and ambiguity that change brings. So that's why I started to focus on that. And also because I saw that almost half of the people in these organizations were close to a burnout or in a burnout already. <laughs> and and if you're in that state, man, uh, it's difficult to do do innovation. If you're stressed out, then you're doing innovation on hard mode. So, you know, to uh, introduce a little bit more tranquility into life to... The ability to just go with the flow, be open-minded, experiment, have fun, and make some bucks. Sure. I guess tell us a little bit about what, I mean, what is the adaptable mindset? Yeah. Well, the adaptable mindset, in my view, is the, the ability to always find fresh perspectives, to have openness to new ideas, to be aware of what is happening in the world, and to sort of know your place and know how to, how to flow. Uh, what we do is we help people unravel their own thinking patterns, their own fixed mindset, their own default programs. You know, we 
we you know we that type of wiring we free up again we create space in minds of people and then in organizations how we do that is by um, helping them connect actually to like their intrinsic motivation uh, to what energizes them to create that proper foundation and then we look for what are cool things in the world uh, when it comes to technology art philosophy doesn't really matter that we can integrate in our business that can support us that can empower us to find new perspectives or to move forward that's sort of the kind of things that we do in a nutshell and so all the different companies i mean you've worked with big and small startups you know large companies what are kind of the similar things that you're seeing across the board you know uh, that's wanted the reason you need to really get in there and start working with these people what are some of those challenges that they're seeing yeah so one of the challenges one of the most predominant ones was um uh, too much stress uh fear of failure um busyness Every, everyone is always busy and then we are digitizing the business and we're working on the hygiene factors and you know, people are just chugging away at user stories and don't really have the space to come up with a vision for the future, come up with a vision of your own, uh, to use the new technologies which are out there and, and integrate them in your, in your business so you can get like two, three, four years ahead. So people are struggling to get through the day and focus more on like the incremental things while your competition might not be focusing on that, but might be taking the larger steps. So, um, yeah, th these are a few things. And are you, are we seeing that more now over the last 10 years than we used to? I have a feeling I want to say yes. Um, so the more people I speak to, even at, um, executive level in, in these large organizations, people have, imposter syndrome, fear mm -hmm. of failure, don't know how to cut up a large idea into smaller chunks and don't really have developed the skills and ability to deal with that uncertainty that it brings, it connect their identity too much to with their work. And I, I was started to develop this theory that, and we're always busy, we're always in meetings, so we don't have <laughs> the mental space to, right? Everyone always jumps from meeting to meeting, especially in my world. Right. Um, so very few people have the, the mental space to process, to subconsciously process. We mirror ourselves to an out, outside world where we mirror us ourselves to the best of the best. And then when you start, it's not at that same level. So then, you know, you know, if you mirror yourself to uh, Bezos, uh, Musk or whatever, or, or the best basketball players or whatever you see online. And when you start and you don't perform on that level, often you see that people immediately or often start to crumble already or don't start at all because they have the feeling that they can't compete. But it is uh, not so much a very fruitful and productive mindset. You know, it's just about starting, experimenting, failing, picking yourself up again, getting the mental space, um, working on your mindset, working on your uh, your body as well, which influences the mind. It's about more of this holistic approach to um, yeah, create the right environment for you to flourish. And I mean, somebody can do this whether it's just 
a single person, they own their own business. Obviously, then they're doing everything. So they got a lot more stress and a lot more, mm -hmm. you know, limited brain space um, to p companies that have thousands and thousands of employees. What is kind of the first steps then going in and, you know, how do you develop that adaptable mindset? Yeah. So one, uh, one small hack that you can, uh, can start doing today or tomorrow is, um, because, you know, most people go through life and they, they watch their television, they watch their Instagram. Like mm. in the US, people watch, uh, have mobile phone consumption of four hours and 20 minutes on average. Wow. That's pretty hefty, right? Yeah. Um, most of the stuff is quite superficial and, and it's not, not so profound. Um, it is not necessarily made to expand your mind. Uh, so how can you get adaptability in a world that is constantly just distracting you with superficial things that give you this instant gratification? So do a little bit less of that and do more of the things that have always pushed humanity forward. And that can be through art, through nature, through philosophy, through whatever rows your boat, right? Whatever you naturally resonate towards and integrate more of that into your life because that is also what we see with top performers. Uh, we see that with uh, Elon Musk, you know, he took a lot of learnings from gaming. You know, if you have like just a different perspective on life, then you're able to learn from everything. Or the, the CEO from Hire, he runs a 90,000 uh, people organization in China. Wow. And he yeah, it's, pr it's pretty intense. Um, but he looked at a rainforest and, and he saw, hey, in a rainforest, you don't tell a tree what to do. You know, everything just grows organically and it's like this, this ecosystem. So he took inspiration from nature and he modeled his organization to be in a similar fashion, to be decentralized, autonomous. So you see that all of the bright minds, they take inspiration from the world and are able to bring it back into, into their field. And in that way, you know, your life becomes more playful, becomes more fluid and just more fun as well. And what we also see is that often people don't really take care of their, their mental space or you know, their, their exercising or those kind of things. Like, I'm not going to say that everyone should meditate. Please, if it's not for you, don't do it. But at least go for like a daily walk. At least start your day without your phone or at least exercise like four days a week as this is your foundation for, for this clarity, for these new insights. And it also contributes to more cognitive flexibility. It's it's not that I made this up. This is just research, <laughs> right? It's also, <laughs> what we get back from from people that we work with. So it's about finding that formula that works for you. And it's, it's it sounds almost paradoxical, but by creating like uh, such a structure, you will be able to get more fluidity. A structure of proper input, taking care of your mind, taking care of your body. That is sort of like the, the holistic approach that we take which empowers you to get adaptability. Cool. And, and you mentioned, um, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people that you work with are under lots of stress and, and trying to, you know, just wh whether it's in their job or whether the owners of the companies, um, what are some of the things, obviously you're going, those are some great things with meditation and taking care of your health and things like that. But I guess what are some of the different things that we can kind of take a look at to, improve the level of our stress or to kind of get away from that mm -hmm. yeah of course um it's a lot sits in breathing in in taking the time to f focus on your breath that can help there are 
many different breathing exercises that you can do, but often it sits a little bit more in the structure of how your day is set up and how many meetings you have and and how often do you have like breaks and intervals where you can just chill and relax and don't grab your phone. Like it's often people know what they need to do themselves, you know. Hardly ever do I give the, the right answers for people for them to do what they need to do. They already know it themselves. We can go through like a list of, of possibilities, but if people just close their eyes and, and think of what works for them, it's just a matter of start doing that on a more regular basis. It sounds maybe a bit easy and cheap, <laughs> but if people want change, then they, then they need to do that themselves. And of course there are things out there that they, that they can apply, but most of the time, like I said before, they, they know, they know what to do. Another interesting thing that we could dive into is sometimes what we see is that organizations or people work in a little bit of an archaic way. Uh, they work with uh, old ways of working. Uh, for an example, they start from at nine and then they stop at five. Sure. Um, with their, with, uh, they have their meeting structures. They have their uh, old technology and old processes and all of these processes, they just stack on top of each other. So you just get more processes, more old systems, but there are now new tools, new ways of working, new ways of production, new ways of validation where you can for 10% of the cost, 10x faster, can validate, can design, can build without the need of developers, without the need of almost anyone. And these tools also create space. These tools also reduce stress. Because if you can validate with new uh, technology, which is like 10 times faster, costs 10% of the normal cost. If you can validate ideas so fast, it takes away uncertainty. It creates space for bigger ideas. It creates room for, it reduces risk. So yeah, it's this dynamic interplay of like technology, taking care of the self, input, and all of these things combined help you and empower you. Does it make any sense for you? No, that's great. And I know like for me, one of the big, big things I've done is um, to help meditate and kind of make sure from a focus standpoint and, and I guess knowing that I'm doing it right is um, I use a, a headband called Muse, a mute, the meditation headband. And then that allows me and gives me that neural feedback and, and the feedback that I can look afterward and say, cool, you know, I was able to be my call my mind for three minutes or eight minutes or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and, and elicit this reaction, and everything. So, um, I think that's huge what you're talking about and, you know, it's getting then, you know, people to apply it. Cause a lot of times people are like, oh, you know, I, I don't have time for all these different things to do and, and, and hacks and, and add on things and all that. So, you know, I guess what, like kind of what's that, you know, to say to the, or what, I guess what is a way to help those kind of people that are. Yeah. But just, it's, it's simply not true that people don't have time. Because <laughs> right. You spend like four hours and 20 minutes on your phone. Of course you have time, but you just choose to spend it in a, in a different way. Well, actually you don't choose it. Your, your, your attention is being, being grabbed and you're being gamed and you're being gamified. Sure. That is what is happening. But that is, um, yeah, of course, almost like an entirely different conversation, but it w could be fruitful to look at why you do the other things. And it could also be fruitful to look at what your own goals are. Mm. What do you want to achieve out of life? Is it scrolling through Instagram? Oh, fine. Then keep on doing that. 
if you want to achieve other things, then you can look at where you want to end up and then reverse engineer how you're going to get there and just do those things. Like life is not that hard. It's just <laughs> it's that is it's that um, that is a process that works. And then adjust course when you get new when you get new data when you get new insights. No, that's good. What are some of the biggest changes or things that you've seen working with the companies um, after the employees or after the owners started to uh, apply? You know what you're working with them on. Yeah, we saw that having um, people connect their intrinsic motivation to their work goals that is uh, one of the biggest changes. Because often um, changes pushed from top down. They say, okay, now we're going to work more data driven. And everyone's like, yeah, but I don't, don't want to be driven by data. I'm not a horse, you know, uh, people react in that way and they're scared to lose their job and et cetera. But if you look at, for example, um, maybe you love talking to people or helping people or supporting them, empowering them. Maybe working data informed can empower you to make better decisions. Maybe it can empower you to free up your time so you're not focusing on the mundane tasks that you don't want to focus on. So by making those connections and by having people bring their their own insights, input and inspiration into work, that really helped. But in the beginning, I have to say, people are a bit hesitant to do it because uh, they're not used to. You know, it's so sure. it's often new and then they're like, well, I can really get my own insights and yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. And then you need to repeat it a few times and create the right space and then show them how to extract value and knowledge from the things that they are already working in. And then through that methodology, you get like a continuous learning environment where everyone brings in ideas. And I think in this world, you need that, you know, you need agility and adaptability and the knowledge of everyone because one leader it's difficult, I think, for, for one person to know what's up in the world and know where to steer, steer the organization. So I think the more intrinsic motivation and autonomy you can bring, I think the better. And what, I guess, what's the best way to be able to help them connect that meaning to with what they're doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, often what we do is um, we do workshops. We do a workshops where we're like with a group of 10 to 12 people. That's most often the, the max. And everyone just shares what they're, uh, what, what drives them, what gives them energy. And you get just the weirdest stories, man. And, and, and the weirdest things. And people connect with each other on yeah, the things that matter to them. And then you need a little bit of guidance, of course, then to help them find how to integrate it properly in their life. Uh, and then also how you can extract knowledge from it. But that's, yeah, that is part of our program. And we've got so many examples of, uh, kind of like the example I gave from the CEO from Hire or Elon Musk. You know, when you see how other people are doing it, it becomes more clear for yourself as well, um, how you are able to do it. Oh, another cool one is from the, the CEO of PayPal. He said that he learned more from Krav Maga than from any education that he had in his life, right? And he said it's about, Krav Maga is about uh, never standing still, moving with your opponent. And that is what he does in his business as well. So he now works together with uh, with credit card companies instead of against. So, yeah, you see that these people are able to move with the currents and 
and integrate what they find valuable from their life in their work. That gives them the agility and the openness and, and the energy as well. That's good. Yeah. It's, it's funny you say Krav Maga. I'm a, a second degree black belt in Krav Maga. So. Oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's definitely good to know. Um, what, from a financial standpoint, I mean, ha once companies are able to start integrating this, uh, do they perform better? I mean, does it help overall, you know, or is it just kind of like, cool, we got happier employees. That's great. Or does, or does it give, you know, that translate into additional revenues and, and returns and things for the companies? Yeah. Um, it, uh, influences multiple touch points. So for creativity and innovation, you need openness. You need the ability. You need like a broader perspective. You need to be able to deal with the uncertainty and change because all change first brings that. So, um, that is the foundation. And from that, from there on, you can, come up with new revenue streams, new business models. You can set up ecosystem innovation. And these are the things that we do as well. Um, so yeah, you are able to find uh, more possibilities actually. And also when people fall over, when they get sick, like if 40% if, uh, of your workforce is uh, stressed out and close to a burnout, that, that can be killing for your business, of course, killing for the people as well, but also for... Um, it will cost you a lot of money also to re-educate people for people to step into that role so it's it is yeah it just makes sense to take care of the foundation take care of each other take care of inspiration reduce stress etc and then introduce like more fluid ways of working Guys, I hope you guys are really listening to what Robert's talking about. He's dropped some a lot of a different amazing insights and different things on ideas and thoughts that you can take and start to implement in your business or if you're just you, you know, that you can start to implement. I mean, one of the biggest things that we, you know, touched base briefly on was stress and, you know, stress reduces the ability of your brain to think by over 50% and it, you know, it shuts off those different regions. So when you get stressed, you're not able to think. You start to shut down your decision, your memory, and all those different areas start to close off, and you're not rational anymore. So figure out those ways. What can you do as a CEO, as an owner, as an employee to reduce your level of stress, to you know start to connect meaning with what you're doing? Go back, listen, watch this again, and really make sure you guys are taking notes on what Robert's talking about, and then start to figure out how you can implement that in your business. Uh, Robert, give uh, we got a few minutes left, but where can people go grab some more information on what you have going on, the, about the adaptable mindset and everything? Yeah, people can go to adaptablemindset.com. They can read a few articles there. Um, there's, we actually have a free masterclass on how to create more mental space, mm. uh, which might be interesting for, uh, for people to experience, or they can find me on, uh, on Twitter or on LinkedIn on uh, Robert Overweg, O-V-E-R-W-E-G. And uh, we can continue the conversation there. Awesome. And uh, just before we wrap up, I mean, what's something you're like, oh man, I hope Josh was either going to ask me this question or I really want to share it with the audience before we wrap up. Well, when, when you were uh, sort of summarizing the, um, the topic of stress, there was one thing that I felt like that could be added. Mm, it's sure. also, so, so of course it's about taking care of, of reducing stress through yoga, meditation, walking, whatever, uh, creating like a better foundation with more um, input and, and relaxed moments in between. But it's also about your creating a different relationship 
with how you view stress. So the, the input can help you to deal better with the ambiguity and uncertainty, mm. but also your frame of mind can also help. So instead of looking at something like, oh, this is terrifying, then just break it up in a small part. And every time you take a step that brings you closer towards your goal, just celebrate that like a madman. You're like, yeah, I'm doing it. Uh, so if it's like you run, run, want to run a marathon, then when you go out when it's raining to practice, celebrate that and make yourself more okay with that feeling of friction. It's, it's all about that, about reprogramming the mind to feel better at ease with these kind of feelings. That helps as well. No, that's, that's great. Robert, thank you for coming on Making Bank today. Really appreciate your time, and it's an honor to have you on the show. Thanks, Josh. Thanks. I am Josh Felbert. You are watching Making Bank. Get out and be extraordinary. Thank you for listening to Making Bank. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. And sharing is caring. Follow Josh Felber on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more. You can also listen to Making Bank on Amazon Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and watch on Apple TV, Success Thinkers Network, Amazon Fire, and YouTube. When you ask people what edge compute is, you get a range of answers. Cloud compute and DevOps with devices and sensors, with semiconductors outside the data center, including connectivity, AI, and a security strategy. It's a stew of technologies that's powering our vehicles, our buildings, our factories, and more. It's also filled with fascinating people that are passionate about their tech, their story, and their world. I'm your host, Pete Bernard, and the Edge Celsius show makes sense of what edge compute is, who's doing it, and how it can transform your business and you.